0: All right, this is episode sixty-one. The last episode, it's okay. Uh, The last episode was a couple of weeks ago. At this point, Uh, we did a little pre-record. That was at Annie's Day and Night, where we got those tacos and uh, on Riverside. Good name. Yeah, I like Uh, it. That was a that was a cool spot. Talked a lot about breakfast tacos, living on Riverside, Uh, old Austin food against new Austin food, Uh, Waffle House against Taco Cabana, and a fun Starbucks drive-through story. But that was all last time, right? This is this time. It is a new episode how, of Anima. How, so,
1: how, how prevalent are breakfast tacos? Prevalent. Around the prevalent. Prevalent. Prevalent.
2: prevalent. <laughs> prevalent. <laughs>
1: Eric and I both. What are you all? What I, just, I just walked into something here.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry. It was so it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's
0: so exciting. <laughs> It's a stern thing. How stern thing? Oh, oh, fuck, dude! I'm um, usually the only one that was so prevailing. exciting. <laughs> oh god!
1: How prevalent are breakfast tacos in the rest of the country these days?
0: I don't know. I don't They're, think. I don't think so at all. Growing up in Southern California, it was breakfast burritos. We didn't really have breakfast yeah. tacos. At, I didn't really have any breakfast tacos until. We came here for like RTX forever ago and we went, wow, this is a cool idea. They don't exist
2: in any big way in Michigan.
0: I'll
1: when, tell you that. Uh, when I used to have, before Rooster Teeth, when I had that other job, uh, you know, it was a traveling job and I would go, I spent five days a week like somewhere else in the country. Yeah. Usually small towns in the middle of nowhere. And I remember one time around 2000, 2001, I was uh, on a trip working uh, at one of these places and uh, a couple of the local employees came into the office where I was working. It's like, hey, one of them comes up to me goes, "Hey, uh, you wanted you wanted breakfast tacos?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll pitch in for some breakfast tacos." And then like all the other employees started laughing. And the one the one who came in talking, who asked me if I wanted breakfast tacos, was, was like, "See, I told you all they're real." She's like, "I'm from San," <laughs> she's like, "I'm from San Antonio," and no one here believed me that breakfast tacos are a thing in <laughs> Central <laughs> Texas. So I came in here to ask you to see what your reaction was, and you just proved that I'm right. <laughs> and, and I was like, so then I have my wallet in my hands. So I'm like. So are there no breakfast
2: tacos? (laughs) (laughs) Are are we
1: not getting any? She's like, sorry, no, no, there's no breakfast tacos. (laughs) That's that's
2: the saddest way that could have gone. I I don't understand why it it hasn't become a thing yet because – they're so fucking good, right? Yeah. And it's not like I've ever met anybody who came to Austin. Maybe if you go and you get, like, a dog shit, like, lukewarm breakfast taco from a coffee shop yeah. at 11 a.m. But it, you take somebody to a real breakfast taco place, a sit-down place, or even just, like, your favorite, you know, like, uh, trailer that has good quality tacos. I've never seen anybody go, like, oh, yuck. <sighs> this is what you guys, this is what all the fuss is about. Every single human being goes, Oh. It's really good. Why the fuck don't I eat this every day? Yeah, and I was when I you know I used to go to Portland a lot back in the day. I spent a lot of time up there, and uh, there was always this. There was this restaurant on I want to say it was on Albina or Mississippi Street somewhere around there. But uh, it. On, uh, oh, c- c-
0: please, when you can cut you physically harmed someone, <laughs>
2: you can cut or you can cut that out or leave it. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> it was <an> awful burp. <laughs> that was an awesome burp. Uh, that's one of those ones you can smell yourself uh, on the way out. Uh, so anyway, I'll buy anyway, it in the, Mississippi. Uh, there, uh, there was a restaurant that was just called Austin Style Tacos. Oh, wow. And I never went in because I was like, I can't go in. That's yeah. just fucking ridiculous. Uh-huh. But it was always packed. And I remember thinking, like, whoever this motherfucker is, he's got it figured out because it's always packed. Austin
1: right. Butler? It, maybe it
2: was yeah. Austin Butler Austin Style Butler Tacos.
0: Austin Butler Style Tacos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Uh... So I, I, I'm sorry. I immediately derailed. You said breakfast tacos, and it made well, me think that was, about that. But like, I I love a breakfast burrito, but a, a breakfast taco might be superior. Oh yeah. Just because the breakfast burrito is the size of your forearm, and at eight thirty a.m. while you drink a white can of monster, <laughs> you don't need that. That's fucked. It's fucked, and it's the thing that you get. Like that's so normal to go get a whole breakfast burrito, and you're just fucked all day. Yeah. When was the last time you had breakfast tacos?
1: Uh, when we recorded that Annie's Day Night oh, okay. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I had them this morning.
2: Yeah, I went, buy, I went by Taco Rito and got some beaten cheese tacos. Damn. I'd say I probably still eat them. I mean, it is definitely like... I would say like 80% of my breakfasts
0: are breakfast tacos mm. outside of the house. I don't make them at home. I make them all the time at home. Yeah. I make migas and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd never had migas until I moved here, and then it's like, MIGAs damn, that's so, so cool. Yeah, It's like, oh, we're just... Putting some chips with these eggs, huh? And it's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've been
1: okay. uh, I've been on a chili killers kick the last couple of years. It's replaced. Chili killers are really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um I went there's a a Veracruz like restaurant not too far from us here. Veracruz oh. tacos is like a local place, very well known. I think we've talked about them before, maybe on a couple podcast. times, probably. Yeah, but they have like a brick and mortar uh, restaurant. They opened a couple months ago over here in Mueller, not too far from the studio. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's like, wait, uh, anyway, uh, it's great. I highly recommend it. And uh, I went there with uh, my wife and my in-laws a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, they they all ordered breakfast tacos and I ordered chilaquiles. And, um, and when we left, my wife was like, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know why we all ordered breakfast tacos. I saw you order the chilaquiles and every other person in there or every other person ordered chilaquiles in there was speaking Spanish to the server. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> I should have keyed into the fact that maybe that's what I should have got. Not that the breakfast tacos are bad, uh-huh. but just like the chilaquiles there are really good.
2: Jilly, this is fucking awesome. Yep. I wonder, you know, this would be great for the audience, because uh, we have a, a, a global audience. We do. Let us know if you have ever heard of breakfast tacos outside of people talking about Austin or Texas.
0: Yeah, have you had breakfast tacos where you're at? Do I they guess. exist? Are yeah. they popular? Are if they in, are like, if, Denmark, and you're just going, like, you call them, like, something else. I don't know. I was going to make fun of it, but I don't know how to do that. How, how do, what do Danish, Danish people sound like? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how to do an accent or any of the language. They call so them. <laughs> kind of, you're getting away scot-free. <laughs> <laughs> you, lucky this you lucked out, Denmark I'll get you next time I'm gonna listen to a Skarsgård No way, they're not from there <laughs> After I do some research, you're fucked
2: Just wait till I figure out something to do with those wooden shoes And a dike and a windmill And tulips Here it comes uh... <laughs> Yeah, let us know
0: Let us know if that's a thing uh,
2: So, today's a burger episode Yep. I think like, kind of like in, our, in Garbage. They're like, it's a family episode. Yeah. It's, it's a, a burger, burger episode. episode. Uh, so we're having an afternoon. Did you guys have coffee today already? Yeah. I did. I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I have two cups before I leave my house. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. We didn't, I, 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 we didn't I, I, have I was, the coffee together. Yeah. I just want to hear your coffee I almost stories. got some more in the afternoon. I, uh, yeah. I, I made some coffee at home.
2: You went to Barrett's. I went to Barrett's last weekend. Mm. Yeah, I rode my bike over there. It was really nice. done Barrett's
1: on this podcast No, not yet. yet. It's, to,
2: real yeah. it's real good. It's real good. Fucking place. great, right? It's. I put it up in, in the same... Well, uh, you know, yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah, we'll wow. get there. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. We'll get there. Don't, don't That's exciting. We'll get
0: there. I can't wait. We should have gone... Well, we have to go soon. I'm almost out of beans, and I don't want to go drag myself <laughs> over. Parking been, there sucks. I got some it, Greater
2: Goods yeah, beans. Yeah. They're pretty good. They're pretty nice. Yeah. I've been enjoying that.
1: Um, but uh, So it's a burger episode. Went to Dan's Hamburgers. Right. I was going somewhere with
2: that. Sorry. So uh, it's a burger episode. We went to Dan's. Dan's is local, uh, a local chain that's very interesting. It's got some history. I don't know that you or I know it very well. I think you know like the folklore folklore of it. Uh, But it reminds me of a lot of Buda because when we worked in Buda, yeah, uh, that I don't know seasons three through. Five, yeah, yeah. When we worked at the first office, well, season one through five, we're computer, but the apartment
1: three to five, specifically, the the, uh,
2: specifically about. the yeah. apartment time frame is what I'm talking about. They had just opened up a brand new dance down there, and yeah. that was our go to lunch and breakfast spot for a long time. Yeah. They had really good breakfast tacos, really good basic breakfast tacos. Mm. Like, if you have bacon, egg, and cheese with some red sauce, they got you. Uh, and then you know, th- the burgers we would eat at all the time, I would say that that's probably next to like two mamas or. Garcia's, or the brief stint we had with uh, Big Oak Barbecue, Mm -hmm. it's probably the place we ate at the most in that period of time. And so Dan's has a a lot of red versus blue. Probably got worked out over Dan's hamburgers. Yeah. uh, uh, If I think about it, and that made me feel kind of nostalgic. I've been feeling really nostalgic lately because there has been uh, a threat of an I thirty five expansion in Austin for oh, yeah. the entirety of my living here. Yeah. It's finally happening. They are gonna tear down the upper deck. They're gonna widen I-35. I didn't realize
1: they're tearing down the yeah. upper deck as part of that. I think
2: so, yeah. They're wow. gonna widen I-35. So all of the <laughs> what establishments. A nightmare. Yeah, but only for the next like decade. <laughs> a decade. Uh, all you're... of the establishments on the feeder road, uh not all of them, but a lot of the establishments on the feeder road uh, right around downtown are going away. Yeah, they got it. They just got a 90-day notice to get kicked out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking about places that you love, like that Mexican restaurant El Tapatillo over there. Is that what's called? No, like you think of Los Altos? Los Altos is yeah. over there. Uh, Eric's Eric's sex shop Dreamers is over there. Yeah, I that's where am I going. supposed to go
0: for all my sex now? What?
2: Also, uh, your favorite your <laughs> your vampire store I think is a like a glass vampire coffin store. Yeah, there's a fucking vampire store.
0: Yeah, your vampire store. There's a vampire store right over there. They're, it's what, in a house. Do they sell it's called vampires? the glass
2: coffin,
1: and you buy like vampire supplies. Vampire. What are vampire supplies? I, you know, I don't know. Blood teeth. I'm not into it. But like, I feel like supplies is? related to vampires are for the killing of vampires. I agree. They probably got both.
0: I think it's all- It's pro- I think the deal, We have you pro or anti-vampire.
2: I think the deal is it's all bullshit, so they can sell whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you walk into that store to buy that stuff, you're already kind of bullshit. You're committed. You're, you're committed. You're, you're into that. the thing, This is right? the guy who made a ghost hunting show, but he's really <laughs> against vampires. <laughs> I love vampires. I don't want to go to the vampire store to buy vampire stuff. Uh, anyway. But uh, one of those places that's going to be b- bulldozed is Star Seats. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's is, fun. and it's, I also, I also found out, I was doing a little bit of research. I think I might devote the next So All Right that cool. I record to it. Um, it's actually called Stars Cafe again. I noticed that, yeah. And uh, I was kind of bummed to see that they were they, they had been given that notice. And I was thinking they're going to try to move, but I was reading a KXAN article about it. They were going to try to move, uh, or they're still investigating moving, but I think the rent. For, they couldn't find rent anywhere that's not three to five times more than they're paying now. Yeah. And like most restaurants in Austin, they're just barely scraping by, right. you know? <clears throat> but, man, that's a lot of history, a lot of my history, and a lot of our history wrapped up in that little building, mm-hmm. you know? I first went there when I was 18 in 1994, and it is it became my, fa- my first favorite place in Austin, huh. and I fell in love... It's, if you've never been there, if you're not from Austin, you probably haven't been there. It's just a shitty, shitty, greasy spoon, hole-in-the-wall, 24-hour diner that serves bad breakfast mm-hmm. and bad burgers. But it's... It was the place that everybody went to when you, after you left a show at 2 a.m. and you weren't ready to go home yet, or the bars closed, but you still wanted to yeah. party, or whatever, you wanted to sober up. Everybody ended up at Starseeds. And I would say from 21 to most of my 20s,
1: I, I spent there with you. Yeah. I would say, I, I think that back then the options were like Starseeds, Kirby, or Magnolia. Yeah. And I wasn't about that Kirby or Magnolia crowd. I was well, a Starseeds the
2: person. Kirby and Magnolia were also always fucking crowded. You always had to stand in line. Nobody wants to get out of your car at 2.30 in the morning after you just left the bar yeah. and go stand outside a diner for 15 minutes mm-hmm. to get in to go get shitty food. Starseeds, you, could, you very rarely had to wait. It was, it was rare. It would happen, but it was rare. You uh you got to sit in this grimy fucking diner with sticky seats and an even stickier table mm-hmm. and employees with incredibly sticky attitudes. <laughs>
1: they did not like you. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they they were there were no two ways about it.
2: It was so there was something so charming about the yeah. whole experience, you know. I always loved it so much. And I was really bummed to see that they're gonna they're going to have to go away. I understand it. And I, I think that everybody in Austin understands the dr- the desperate need we have to expand Interstate 35. Do we? We do. do we, it. don't. Fucking don't th- we don't. <laughs> I it's don't. We don't. I don't think nightmare. we need to. Nope.
1: Uh, one more line. Um, <laughs> it, th- th- I mean, and there was uh, – we've talked – I think we've talked about this before where it was such a – like a well-known place that when you would go there, when the bars would close at 2.30 in the morning or whatever – it was a regular occurrence to run into other friends of yours. Like, oh, you were out too. Like, you went to another place and you would just be like, oh, let's. It made your social
2: circle out. feel so much bigger than it was.
1: Yeah. Because, Gus, you and I have never had a large
2: social circle. It's a line. But you're right. <laughs> it's, a it goes it's a line from, from, from here to here. <laughs> That's <it. laughs> Occasionally, Eric steps across the line and an alarm goes off. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh but you're right. we would go there, and there'd be like a thirty or forty percent chance we'd see somebody we knew or yeah. kind of knew, and that always felt cool. And I was kind of bummed to see it go. I'm not. I guess I I can't be too bummed because I don't think I've been there in twelve I, years.
1: I the last. I was, it's probably been nine or ten years since I've been there,
2: and it's changed ownership three or four times yeah. at this point. I think too. Um, but. I think it's probably going to go away and because well I don't know how, how do I know this is a conjecture right maybe they'll find a new space yeah. to move it but when it moves and and I hope if they want to continue the restaurant and they do and they find an awesome spot for it and I hope it has many great years at that spot but it uh that that location sorry people are looking at us out the window that location is going to go away and that which has been there since I want to say 1966. Wow! Yeah, and it was originally well, Stars Cafe because because the hotel, the motel behind it was called the Stars Inn. It's a oh. Days Inn now. It's a Days Inn now. I guess when they changed it to the Days Inn, they changed it to Star Seeds Cafe, which is what I always knew it as. Mm-hmm. And then a new family bought it two years ago and flipped it to Star Stars How Cafe weird. again. Wow. But it was such a big part of my life that one time I drove by and they were replacing the sign on the top and they were throwing the old letters in the dumpster. And so I waited till the guy was finished and I went and I, s- I dug the letters out. Awesome. And was I was there with you. Do
1: you remember? Yeah, yeah. We, you were there. Wow. We were driving by like we saw them putting the shit in the dumpster. And I had the S and
2: the S from Star Seeds oh my in my yard. They were like old wow. rusted yellow metals. Mm-hmm. And I, I I painted them. I repainted them. I had them all fancy. I don't know where the fuck they are now. but they they were like a big part
1: of my house. I had one inside and one outside <laughs> yeah.
2: for a long time.
1: I remember because we drove by like that was such an influential place to us. Yeah. I remember we were talking we were like, I can't believe they're just throwing it away. They're just putting it in the dumpster. Yeah. So, it was a when it was a much
2: bigger place when Austin was a much smaller place. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that. To Austin. And it just like just reading that today, I kind of it's a kind of bittersweet. Uh I'm also like I'm cool with it. shit it, change happens, Yeah. you know? It's inevitable, it has to happen. But uh, definitely like the closing of a, of a of a certain chapter for I imagine a lot of people in Austin, a lot of grimy, tattooed, hungover, dirty people, uh-huh. you know. Who uh, who ate a lot of mediocre Sunbow breakfasts there, which, which used
1: to be the majority of the city. I feel like the demographics used to be of, the the of the city have changed uh, yeah. quite a bit. It used to be a lot of uh, a lot of people that fit that descriptor you're talking about, and I feel like it's not
0: that case anymore. I only went once, and there was one guy working. There was like no one else. I went with like my wife. There was one guy working, he took our order, and then he went back into the kitchen and made the food, and then he brought it back to us, and then he sat back down and started reading his paperback so, book. So, <laughs> it was
2: great. I've been reading reviews <laughs> on Reddit about it, people talking about, yeah. you know, having like a, like, remember your favorite Starseeds moments. Uh-huh. Apparently, it's been like that since the pandemic.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
2: It didn't used to be that way. It used to be, there was there would be a dude who was cooking, who, behind the counter, who looked like he just got out of prison. Mm-hmm. Probably because he just got out of prison and was on work release and then there were like two bored uh, like counter help host or hostess people mm-hmm. who were like super fucking cool and way cooler than you and too fucking bored and they were reading yeah. like Kafka or whatever behind the counter. And uh, it was such a vibe, man. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. that, but that Austin is no
1: longer, th- no yeah, longer exists. It, it, it's changed quite a bit.
0: I think you can find it around the campus area still. I just don't think we go around the campus area at all. I bet you can find things that are pretty similar but not quite that.
2: Yeah, maybe Red River Cafe.
0: I think you can I think there's definitely spots out there. It's just spots we don't go to at all. Like why mm. would I go dude going around campus get fucking well, real? I don't I don't want to, to go around campus
2: back then either. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't go to Starseeds anymore. Why would I? Yeah, exactly. But uh anyway, I just read that and I thought that was kind of a Yeah. I felt kind of melancholy about it, you know? But um just a sign of the change in times. Mm-hmm. It,
1: uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you on something you said earlier okay please do I don't think we should be expanding 35 I okay. really think it's counterintuitive uh, or counterproductive to do so I think that what we should be doing is investing more in our mass transit and building out the system that you know got voted on a couple of years ago and trying to accelerate that because we need to move people more efficiently more people in smaller, spaces versus people in one or two people in a car. Totally totally agree with that and agree with you
2: there. Uh, I don't think that that's the real problem. I think the real problem is interstate commerce. I think the real problem oh, yeah. is semi-trucks going up and down the country and we've got to alleviate that. When I'm stuck I don't get on I-35 very often but when I'm stuck in traffic on I-35 and I look around it's me and just 18 yeah. wheelers as far as the I can see. And the,
1: mass transit's not going to that that. What what
0: well, solve that. 130 130
1: didn't solve that. Well, yeah, they, they said they were going to Build it, and then they were going to pass a lot to make all trucks have to go out there. And they're like, "Oh wait, we can't do that."
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, we got the perfect plan. Uh oh. Oh man, that uh. sucks.
1: But I think you know, if if you had alternatives, then you wouldn't have to drive and be stuck in there with the semis. Sure. Okay, give thirty five to the uh, to the semis. Give thirty five to commerce. Let's find other ways. I'm I'm to totally people
0: I'm totally
2: on board with that. And like. Uh, Mopac is the other is on the other side of town and is the opposite of that, right? It is just packed all the time, but there's no mm-hmm. semis. It's just local traffic, yeah. and I look at that and I think like, wow, we really need more than that HOV lane to fix that problem. Like that, that's a great example of needing mass transit. I just think 35 just has bigger problems than Austin.
0: Traffic. I think that a big problem with uh, Austin's infrastructure. Is that you can't go left and right. You can only go up and down. Yeah. You have to get on city streets. I take 15th to get across town. And it's like, oh, I have to drive I have to drive downtown to go across town. Or I can go all the way up north to get across town to go all the way back down. And that I think is a really, really, really Big problem here. You know, there's a we were talking about folklore earlier, and we'll probably talk about Dan's folklore
2: yeah. as we understand it. Yeah, that was a thing that I always heard when I first moved to Austin, and maybe you know if this is true or not. I think it's like one of those things that's partially true, but I guess the guy who designed 35 mm-hmm. committed suicide.
1: Yeah, I think that's a story Whoa. that's passed around. I don't think it's actually true. It's not true. Yeah, I thought that was like it was one of those things that like had elements of truth. We know that person's niece. Oh, we worked with her at the call center. That's why I know that that's it's- That's why a, you know it's not it's true. It's not true, yeah. Okay. Because I, I said that once around her, and she's like, actually, it's, it's not true. It was my uncle who made that. He, uh, wow. He's still alive. Oh, dang.
0: You have to tell me who it was after, off camera. I mean, they should build east-west freeways, right? Like, that's not insane. Let's not build freeways. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't want to build freeways, but there's none. <laughs> there's, I'm not going to go to 71 or up 183 to 1. That's insane. The fact that you can't get from the airport to downtown without calling a car is fucking nuts. Yeah, that's stupid. That's nuts. This is an unserious city for things like that. That's wild.
2: It's an unserious city uh, considering the the city is seriously courting global industry and and trying to be a, a... a, a major player in mm-hmm. the in the global I- entertainment yeah. world. There,
1: there was a very long article in the New York Times last week or the week before about how fucked the Austin Airport is. Oh, oh yes. really? I don't know if you read it. Yeah. No. It was um, spe- specifically about near collisions. Like, It starts highlighting that near collision last February between the FedEx plane and the Southwest plane oh, yeah, that's at, right. at yeah. Bergstrom, but then talks about other incidents and um, it's very much like, hey, uh, the U.S. airspace in general has problems, but the Austin airport's fucked. There's going to be an accident soon. Wow. Was the was the gist of the article? I hope it's not you. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it was an interesting read. I, if yeah, maybe I'll send it to you guys if you haven't seen it yet. Did
0: it set the airplane community ablaze or what? Uh, it was a lot of it.
1: It was a in the aviation communities. It was a lot of yeah. I mean, they're not entirely wrong. <laughs> wow. It's it's just it's a busy airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and nationwide. Uh, air traffic control is largely understaffed. The FAA is kind of fallen behind on recruiting there, and I think that we're starting to see some of the edges fray a little bit. People, I think most air traffic controllers have to work mandatory overtimes, like six days a week now, oh. uh, and it's just like it's just starting to wear out. A little and it's going to get worse, right, before it gets better,
2: because right. it takes so long to train up new staff right. competently, right. and so there's going to be a vacuum in mm-hmm. the, in the in, for a few years. Right, people retiring yeah. and then
1: new people. Not only starting, but getting the experience of being early in their career and catching up. And having trouble recruiting in general.
0: Right. Yeah. I wish they would talk about it more because I think it's a great – like that's a great job for people who aren't really sure what they want to do. But if they have interest in something like that, if you find that early enough in your life, dude, you're like – you're making a difference and you're set and it's a government thing. And it's like, man, there's – there's just a lot of people that I think could go and do a career like that that have no idea that thing exists. Yeah. I have th- th- no clue.
1: You you don't need a college degree to no. do that job. Uh, like you got you have to pass obviously all of their exams to make sure you can think. Like you need to have yeah. like a very specific way your mind works to be able to think and do that job. But like you said, it's a government job. When I toured the facilities here in Austin, I met a dude who's probably a little older than me. Mm. He's like, Yeah, I've been doing this for, you know, 20, 25 years. Wow. I'm getting ready to retire. He's like, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's like you imagine being a little Did, older than me, and like, like guys are already like, hey, I'm going to retire. I'm going to have a good pension from this job. I don't know if it's still the
2: case, but and I, I feel like I may have mentioned this on this podcast, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But when I joined the army, you know, I went to journalism school. Journalism school, they actually tell you this early on, uh, has the second highest rate of suicides in, in military schools. The first highest rate is air traffic control and it's by a mile. Wow. Like it is so fucking stressful. That's the the most suicides in the military that happened during uh what's called AIT happened in air traffic control school. That does not sound or at least right. that was the case in 1994. Right. Uh it's been I recognize 30 years, but uh-huh. you know. 30 years without Kurt Cobain. Oh. Yeah. Think about I it. I remember the day he died. It was the, it was the day I got to Fort Hood. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. oh we, yeah. I think yeah, we talked yeah, about we it on, did, the sh- yeah. on the podcast. I forgot about yeah, yeah, it. I went to my first strip club <laughs> yeah, yeah, that night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, Kirk Cobain's fucking dead.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that guy just RSVP'd. He can't make it to the wedding, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. For, it was also the first first time I went to a strip club, first time I got kicked out of a strip club. <laughs> a lot of a lot of firsts. It was an important day. Yeah, it was a big day. Big day. Kirk, you Kirk always Cobain. remember
1: the big ones. Kurt Cobain died so you could fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This episode of ANMA is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you ever felt like you knew what was good for you, but your brain keeps getting in the way? Maybe you know it would be good to get some rest, but your brain won't shut off. Or you want to be the very best version of yourself when meeting new people, but you can't stop overthinking your every move. Almost sounds like you know what you should do, but you just can't seem to do it. Luckily, therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy can be a great tool for learning positive coping skills, learning how to set boundaries and empowering you to be the best version of yourself. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option that is convenient, flexible and entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can easily switch therapists at any time for no additional charge if that's something you want to do. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Anma today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp. Elp.com/anma. We spend about a third of our lives sleeping. It's the foundation of our mental and physical health, but it rarely gets recognition for being as important as it is. Poor sleep can cause mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity, and sleeping less than six to seven hours per night is linked to a reduced white blood cell count. Luckily, Beams Dream powder is a healthy hot cocoa for better sleep, so you can wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Uh, And today, listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar, now available in delicious flavors like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com anima. Use code anima at checkout. That's shopbeam, B-E-A-M, mcom anima. Use code anima for up to 40% off. Sometimes it seems like shopping for those closest to you, whether it's your mom, dad, children, in-laws, or best friend, can be the hardest. I mean, I want to get them something unique they're going to actually love, you know? Thankfully, Uncommon Goods makes it easy to find remarkable, truly original gifts for anyone. Uh, I was browsing around. I, you know, I have very, very, I I don't know, very specific things that I'm into and that I like. And for example, I was looking around the other day. I just typed airplane into there uh, and got a bunch of uh, things that I thought were really cool. Uh, So if you're looking for something for someone, just think about the thing they like and type it in there. And uh, you get a whole list of things you can look for yourself. Uh, They even have uncommon experiences available, such as tarot card readings, romantic map making, cooking, and mixology classes and more that give you a unique way to have fun and connect with your loved ones. Plus the unique gifts at Uncommon Goods are made by small artists and businesses often in the United States. From art and jewelry to kitchen supplies to home goods and more, Uncommon Goods seriously has the perfect and memorable gifts for everyone. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com/anma. That's uncommongoods.com/anma for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods were all out of the ordinary.
0: We might have to uh, make this episode a little bit shorter than normal, because we have a lot of things going on today, um, but I want to get into Dan's hamburgers. So there are, how, how many, I can
1: think of, off the top of my head, I can think of three Dan's locations in Austin itself. There's the one down here off Fairport of that we went to, Yeah. Mm-hmm. there's a the one on North Lamar kind of by Koenig. Which
2: is supposedly really good,
1: I've never eaten there. I've been there, that one's excellent. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another one down south, like off of Ben White and Manchac, I think. And then
2: there's... Uh, then there's the one, the one in Buda we in talked Buda.
0: about. I think there's, I think there's four, maybe. Is there five?
1: That, that, that's oh, all I can
0: think about. Uh, Dan's Hamburger Corporate Office. Ben White.
1: Terrible burger,
0: sir. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like paper. <laughs> um, Dan, Dan's
2: a fantastic burger. Mm-hmm. It, I wouldn't say it's better than Hilbert's, no. but it's like in the, it's like the. It's like the tier just below that. Yeah, it's a fucking
1: like you can't go wrong. Yeah, you won't be unhappy. H- Hilbert's just had a fiftieth anniversary party this past weekend. Oh wow! Uh, at the location here that we went to, their own location off of Cameron. I was out of town, so I couldn't go. I was, oh, I was man. Very, very upset about oh, it. Bummer. But uh, yeah, they, that, huge milestone for them. Just past fifty. We should have done a podcast from it. Next time that we do, we should <laughs> n- next time. Do a 50, live podcast. Fifty more years. Um, but, but Dan's, I agree with that. Like so, just, just a level below yeah. Hilberts.
0: Dan's is sort of a, 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 when I moved here, that was sort of put on a pedestal is not really like the right term, but it was definitely lauded as like, this is an Austin institution. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of our places. Don't talk shit about it. Yeah, it's definitely that. And um, then I ate it and I went, oh, this is fucking good. Yeah. Like it was, it's very good. Uh, But you guys said there was lore around Dan's and that has to do with like a divorce or something. Do you
2: want, do you want, do you feel? You go for it. you probably know more than I do. Here's how I understand it. There was a restaurant in Austin on South Congress for many, many, many years. It's a Torchy's Tacos right now. Mm-hmm. It's a very fancy Torchy's Tacos. Uh, it used to be this incredibly charming hamburger uh, kind of like top notch where you can roll up and uh, I think that there were some out yeah. some of the like outdoor car Sonic hop style carhop yeah. things, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could also go inside and it was uh, <laughs> It was just really well designed inside, and really cute and austin-y, and uh, it was Very called retro. Franz, yeah. Franz Hamburgers, and there was a a giant, like, uh... Kind of like Big Boy. Kind of like a Bob's Big Boy, and... Boy statue of a lady holding a hamburger huh. with, like, a ponytail on top, <laughs> and it was, like, one of the things that you saw, like, you go down South Congress, there's a few things that stick out, you know, Lucy in disguise always stuck out, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Fr- Franz Hamburgers always stuck out, it's like, it was pretty larger than life, and It was one of those places that you walk in and you were walking into a place that hadn't been updated since 1955 and it felt like it. And I loved it. I fucking loved it. I loved going there. It was so much fun and it was such a cool place to go sit at. It had such a great vibe. Apparently, Dan and Fran got divorced. Mm -hmm. And in the divorce, as I understand it, Fran kept Fran's. Dan spun off and created his own chain of restaurants called Dan's and so they were like dueling restaurants. The the burgers were the same by the way. Exact same You never
1: never went to France because it closed before you got here It was the exact same thing. You've eaten France. You ate France today. Yeah, whatever you just had, that was a
2: France burger. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Wow That's
2: crazy. The only difference is Dan's is a little more sparse when you'd go into France, you'd be eating next to a picture of like a uh, an old Corvette or whatever, you know Uh, And so Dan's grew and i think that he had a different vision than fran's that i think fran just wanted to keep her restaurant going mm-hmm. and uh, eventually i think she retired and sold the place yeah. the uh the the giant fran statue i've seen in different yards around town it, oh, like really? it makes its way around it was in cherrywood for a while i saw mm-hmm. uh driving through one day um but yeah and then so eventually fran's i guess she got she got out from under it retired or whatever sold it torchies opened up there and now dan's is still going strong But that's that's the lore that I understand. That's what I that's what I know as well. Yeah, Uh, but it's contentious as as we understand contentious. Yeah. Which is, divorce kills a lot of restaurants? Manja, same thing happened to Manja. Oh, is that what happened to them? I think a divorce took Manja out. Yeah, they had
1: a few locations. They had one uh, by, by campus where the Via Three One Three is now. That was a different building. They actually bulldozed it. There's that. There was the one off of Lake Austin Boulevard over by Pool Burger actually. Yep, and that's there was a, a one off Italian of, restaurant now. There was a one off of Mesa as well. There was the one on Guadalupe, right? Yeah, that was the one by where Via Three One Three is. Okay, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is and that Manjas? It was a deep dish pizza place. Like Chicago oh, style pizza. Their, and it had a Godzilla. Their, their mascot was a Godzilla with oh, sunglasses. Cool. And he is now on top of Wheatsville
2: Co op. I was about to say. Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> thing? Yeah, yeah, that was the mantra. That no guy, <laughs> like, that makes no sense to no. be on top of Wheatsville Co op. I had co-op. no idea that Ma- that's what it was. I just
0: went, I was kind of, you it's know. A deep,
2: it's a, that's a, <laughs> a deep dish pizza Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Do, so you think they're trying to, like, rub that in the nose well, of Via 313? Well, because <laughs> magic, magic used to be right there across. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to, like, rub Via 313's nose in it and go, like, yeah, you know, man.
2: I heard, I heard once there was a manja still in town somewhere. I think but, that
1: there was one by the domain, like off of Duval oh. and Mopac. Uh, we should have a I don't know pizza that it's burger still episode if it's still it there. Might, it might be gone. Um, How do you spell it? M-A-N-G-I-A? It, yeah. Like
2: manja when
1: you're here. Uh, yeah, it was like super manjala Mangela pasta? No. No. It was super deep dish, like fucking super, super <laughs> thick uh, pizza. I, I I would eat it every now and then, but it was, mm. it was a lot. Like that was a fucking... Mm-hmm. That was a lot to eat. Like, you had, like, a slice. You're like, I'm done. There's a That's lot enough. of, a lot
2: of, and maybe it's the case in all cities, but I spent my entire adult life in Austin for the most part, so this is what I know. A lot of divorce-related drama, a lot of family drama around restaurants. We get into the whole Black's thing, mm-hmm. where you've oh, got, yeah. like, yeah, like, like, a lot of people go to Terry Black's yep. down there on uh, Barton Springs. Mm-hmm. It was called Black's... Briefly, he's the grandson of the black family mm-hmm. who's famous out in Kreitz, uh, in uh, Lockhart. They have a restaurant out there called Black's. And I think his own family sued him and told him he couldn't name it Black's. And wow. so he had to call it Terry Black's. There's a lot of that. that like That's a, a Mueller barbecue. Do you remember Mueller barbecue mm-hmm. way back in the day? That dude was always having fights with his family and always opening it up and closing down new <laughs> barbecue restaurants. That's insane. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um yeah, like if you ever go down to Lockhart, which maybe we should make a, a trip we down should. there one of these days, like it's just barbecue city down there between yeah. like Kreitz's, Blacks. There's uh, three uh Smitties. And, yeah, and, and two of those are good. I don't like black's, <laughs> I, blacks. I'm not I'm not a big fan of blacks barbecue either. Really? I, well, just Kreitz's and Smittys are just like next level. Next like, level. Incredible. Next one time fucking level. I was at Kreitz's. And uh, I don't know if it's still. I haven't been to Crisis because it's in Lockhart. It's a little bit of a drive. I've not been down there in a few years. Uh, you would go in and you would like queue up, go in, get in line, order all your barbecue, and then you'd get in a different line for your sides and your drinks and whatnot. And um, like the line was like in an unair conditioned space because you're out kind of by the pits. Uh, and then you would come inside for your sides and all of that so, I and mean, that's where you would sit down anyway I was sitting inside I'd gotten all my food and everything and I was sitting inside not too far from the counter Where you <laughs> get your sides and your desserts and all of that and there was an employee behind the counter and she's wiping the counter down and uh, There's this guy kind of across from me eating barbecue and he like looks around looks up sees the woman wiping the counter down Walks over to her and goes hey um, Do you have any barbecue sauce and with, she's not looking up? She does not look at him She's just looking down wiping the the counter. She goes. Why? Do you think the barbecue needs it? He goes, "Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I could use the barbecue, uh, some sauce for the barbecue." She stops wiping the counter, looks him straight in the eye, and says, "Well, then maybe you shouldn't eat here." Whoa, that's yeah. awesome! Then yeah. looks down and continues wiping that same spot on the counter. What he was doing? The guy's just like, "Up, uh, what?" But uh,
2: I saw somebody <laughs> ask that lady for a fork once, and she said, "God gave you two forks. They're called your
1: hands." <laughs> <laughs> they don't fuck and, around that, there. they they're not known for being a surly place. No. It's just that they're very particular about their barbecue, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, and for good reason. I mean, that place has been they, around forever. They've been they're, doing it right for a very long time. Yeah, it's, wow. it's it's really good, great barbecue. Dude,
0: that's that's cool as hell. We should go down there for yeah an episode. You've eaten there? What? You've eaten there? When did I eat there?
2: When you came to Emily's birthday party? Yeah, remember we oh, rented that, that, that we rented that house yeah. out in Lockhart? Yeah. yeah, that was I I got at that day. Oh,
0: that shit was good. that's yeah, really yeah. yeah yeah that was like I couldn't stop. Yeah, Christ. yeah, that was so good. Christ is amazing, and God, I damn. think
2: the other place, Smitty's, is a little better. S- Smitty's
1: is probably a little better. Yeah, Whoa. and so and the Smitty's is like it's an experience
2: to go in. They call it the Cathedral of Meat. You go through this hallway. The walls are blackened from soot from all the beef Whoa. from over a hundred years. There's an open fire in the ground at the end of it, and it's like it could be twenty degrees outside. You walk through the hallway, and it's 110 instantly. And you got to like go through that gauntlet to get up to order your meat, and it's fucking awesome. So good.
1: That's but we're talking cool. about hamburgers.
2: Yeah, we're doing dance, <laughs> baby. Uh,
1: so yeah, e- excellent burger. Not, in my opinion, not up to the same caliber as like a Hilbert's. But for me, Hilbert's is like the perfect burger. If, Again, giving it that caveat.
2: If you're visiting Austin and you're hungry. Dan's is a great place to go get a burger. If you're visiting Austin and you want to have an Austin experience and you want to eat like the best burger you can get, there's probably better places that'll, or places that'll give you a better Austin memory, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I wouldn't make it the one burger I ate in town. Mm -hmm. I'd maybe pick Mighty Fine or something, but...
1: Uh, but it's, it's a fucking it's an, great. It's burger. an institution, yeah. yeah. And uh, the the food's the food's good. It's 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 a really good burger. They um, they dice the onion on it. It's I like it. lots of little diced white onion, which I do prefer. Hilbert's gives you that whole fucking solid white onion ring, which can be a little tough to get through sometimes. So the diced onion on this is a is a little more, a little easier to get through. That's
2: what bugs me at In n Out too. I feel like you get half an onion. Mm. Oh yeah.
0: Sure, but I'm I like do, that. I do like onions on my burger. I'm a big, no, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm never going to say onion with onion. onion yeah. but I, it's the, I do prefer them diced. Yeah. What would you rate the burger? I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's a, I would take a friend who's in from out of town here, but not the first time they're in Austin. Yeah. It would be like the second or third time, and I'm like, oh, you should go get a burger. Yeah. I I I check an, the spot out. I give it an eight. Eight is yeah. exactly the number. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. that's spot on. I'd, I'd
2: say it's a, it's on the same level as like
0: Whataburger. That's better than Whataburger. Oh, I think it's definitely better. Well, Water has gone downhill a little bit the last couple years, but. It, uh, It's all all I know is how it tastes now, and I don't like it. Hmm. I think Whataburger sucks. Whataburger's, I give Whataburger's like a seven. But <laughs> not to spoil my Whataburger review. <laughs> <laughs> before don't don't worry. To we weren't going to eat at Whataburger. <laughs> okay. You spoil that all you want. We're not going to eat at Whataburger. at Whataburger.
1: Convenient. They got uh, an app and you can customize everything and order online. I think Dude, it's... they got great customization. Yeah.
0: Whataburger's awesome.
1: The app's a little clunky, though. Like, if you want to order... Just a burger without a drink. It's like you have to go through the drink screen in the yeah. checkout flow. It's like I don't want this. Why are you showing me this? You, you just bought a whole Waterburger outfit, didn't you? I, I have like a Waterburger
0: shirt. <laughs> that's a great Hispanic Heritage Month <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> I, I, I bought a, a Waterburger Guayabera. It's awesome. I love it. That's so cool. That's so great. It's gonna be my old guy thing. I can't. You gotta start thinking about how to
1: get those shirts. They had another shirt that said Gayamborriasa, but they were sold out of my size. Oh, that's
0: fun. That's fun. Uh, we it's we're like thirty five in, but we do have to wrap up pretty soon. But we do want to get to an anarchy question. If you want to send us a question, you can at Anma Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. But you can also go to the subreddit that we do not run r slash Anma Podcast. There's a weekly discussion thread. People drop in questions and stuff like that. Um, let's grab one from there. Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> this is from Epsilon Protocol. That's my favorite video game on the set, Sega Saturn. <laughs> I, had a cho- I had a choice between getting a Sega Saturn and a PlayStation. I picked Sega Saturn. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I, I bought the, a Sega CD. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oof. Saddest thing. I could have had a PlayStation. I could have been a PlayStation guy, but I was a fucking Sega Saturn. Hope you enjoyed Nights. Dude, that's exactly what it was. It was that. <laughs> that was it. That it was it. Was, it, was, it was that. I think there was a Sonic game. Uh, a bunch of demo discs. Uh, big, uh, Frank Thomas Big Hurt Baseball. Mm. <laughs> was... All I had was Tunnel Rats. <laughs> rats was it? Yeah. Tunnel Rats. Tunnel uh, Rats. Epsilon Protocol. Activate. Y'all have been busting your collective asses for a long time other than sabbaticals. How do you prevent burnout in your work? And how do you work to prevent burnout in those who report to you? I don't think anyone really has anyone. I have one person that reports to me, but I don't worry about his burnout. Um, how do you guys deal with burnout in general?
2: Other people's burnout is no longer my concern. <laughs> it used to be, yeah, for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely. Other people's yeah. burnout was one, like and now my it's called dog bark. So <laughs> <they> changed it changed. <laughs> it was it was gen- genuinely my main concern. Um, I I think. I, I think you should answer that first,
1: Gus. Um, it, 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 it's weird. I think I, we've we've covered this before. I think we broke ourselves, yeah, at an early yeah. age. Uh, so we're not the best people to talk about that. I I, I got to give that big caveat and that big asterisk out of the way. Um, we had a very unusual. We were in a very unusual position when we started this company, and we worked in extremely unhealthy ways for a very long time. So. That part of my brain is broken to a large extent,
2: which is also I will say I think a generational thing because it, we weren't unique, right? That was how you how you worked, yeah. back then. And I would say, if Rooster Teeth probably in definitely enhanced my unhealthy relationship. I, I shouldn't. It makes it sounds like I'm blaming Rooster Teeth. Uh, the thing that we created, the, our passions, mm-hmm. you know, our desire to make stuff, Gus. Uh, led to my, enhanced my unhealthy relationship with work. But it started for me probably in the army when I was working seven days a week for five fucking years. Mm -hmm. And then I worked on a newspaper and then it was a weekly news. It was the largest weekly newspaper in the army. So you would put it out on Thursday and then you would go back to your office and you'd be behind on the next episode, (laughs) next newspaper. And newspapers don't take holidays. They, you know, they, and so I was already used to working on a treadmill, and then we got hired at, not too long after that, I got hired at the tech support company, which was a treadmill. I mean, Mm -hmm. you and I were, it just never stopped. It was 24-7, 365-day-a-year, seamless, integrated tech support, which is what they called it. And so we were already attuned to a world that like, okay, you know, I like a lot of jobs you say, I'm going to go on vacation for two weeks, I'll see you, and I'll just leave it on my desk, I'll take care of it when I get back. You know, a... 365 day, your tech support company isn't like that. Yeah. And so Gus and I were already in that world for years before we Rooster Teeth started from that world. And so we just applied Rooster
1: the, Teeth was our escape. It was our escape.
2: <laughs> and, and what a fuck, no, dude. Yeah, but what a fucking escape it was for sure. Um, but Rooster was our escape from that and we just applied the same ethic, work ethic, unhealthy or healthy, however you wanted to look at it, mm-hmm. to the thing that we wanted to do. And for us, that was the most freeing thing on earth because I was under the impression that I was going to have to physically work myself to the bone until I died because that's how it is. But I was doing it for somebody else and somebody else's thing. Yeah. So when we Gus and I got a, a, a whiff of the opportunity... Or the possibility that we could work ourselves that hard for ourselves.
0: There was no That was going
2: awesome. Back. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to slow down. Yeah.
1: So for it was years before I I'm sure you were the same way. It was years before I could even think about burnout here. Yeah. Uh it's like there was no no time to deal with it. So these days it's very different, you know, where it's it's a lot more relaxed than it used to be back then. Um I just try, you know, I feel like one of the benefits here is the variety of different yes. things that you get to do it's like i'm not if i had to do Anma every day that would that would not be great that, w- that we would burn out yeah. but like i'm doing Anma today i might do stinky dragon tomorrow or like just whatever projects pop up that helps keep things fresh and uh you know we're able if we if we plan far enough in advance we can schedule time off and it's it's finally to a point where i can like close my email and not have slack open yeah. like leave the office and then not worry about it be like I can take care of it when I come back. Like, there are people who can do things without me. I'm not, I don't need to be there. I think you really keyed
2: into the the answer for me as well, which is we are blessed. And I, I guess I shouldn't even say blessed because all the stuff I'm doing now is stuff that I that I made or helped make. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, blessed in the sense that they're, like you're saying, Gus, there's enough variety that if I'm hitting the wall on So Alright, which happens fairly frequently, mm-hmm. I can just Go, oh, I'm just going to put this away for a while. and Because there's three things I need to do on Fuckface. Or there's four things I need to do for the break show. Or for Anma. Or I wanted to write... You know, so there's always... Like whenever you hit a roadblock or you hit a, a, a burnout moment, which happened all the time to me now, especially as I get older, you just you just compartmentalize it and put it away and then f- work on something fresh for a little while because there's always there's always something else for me to do. And yeah. so I never have to I never have to feel stuck. Yeah. And that helps a lot.
0: Uh, I feel like Rooster Teeth as a company now is more versatile. I don't know if that's the right word, but than it's ever been where you can compartmentalize and do different things. We're doing podcasts. Weren't doing a bunch of like these like smaller things. Everything was like, "Here's the RT short. This is going to take all your time." And now you're doing achievement hunters. All this you're just taking all your time. Yeah. It was larger pillar pieces instead of like the smaller things where you can kind of pick them up and put them away as you need. Yeah. Um. And I feel like that's a lot healthier, I I guess, uh, to work in that way than it is to. All right, well, I have to see this thing through to the bitter end because this is the only thing I'm working on this week uh, and burning out on it that way. Uh, There was one more question that I wanted to uh, get to. This is from ThexGamer192. I found it interesting. You guys have previously joked about pulling the founder card in order to have something happen. Was that a real thing that you could have done? If so, did you ever use it? And, and well, I didn't laminate mine, and I washed it. I knew it. It was in it. my pants. To to me, that's what this podcast is. Where everyone just sort of leaves us. They're like, "Well, it's the Gus and Jeff thing," and they, we'll just we'll leave them alone with that. Yeah, that yeah. that that's this show. Is. The founders card. Well, Ep- that would have been a boy. That would have been a way better. Name. <laughs> the founders
2: card. Son every, of a bitch. <laughs> every once in a while, I'll ask Eric, like, "How are the views? How are the numbers on Enla? And Eric goes, "You don't. It, you don't ask. You I don't. Mean, have, it, 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 it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. You don't need to worry yeah, but, about." But here's
0: it. the thing: it does fine for a little show that costs yeah. almost, that costs as much as hamburgers. Yeah. But I know that when I tell you the number, you're going to be like, all right, we have to devise a plan to figure out how to find growth. And I'm like, we can just go get coffee with Gus. Just, let's just do it. This is the one where we can hang out with Gus. So I I'll know. Fine. I'm my
2: own worst enemy. There, there, and you protect
1: me from that. I appreciate it. There are times, like, you know, we, we do get bogged down sometimes in looking at the numbers and things like you're talking about. Like, I don't want to make a show with the intent of hitting KPIs. Yes. Like, I want to make a show because – I enjoy it or I think creatively this makes sense. I don't want to worry about like, is this meeting some other broader, larger goal? It's like we should just let the creativity or the idea drive it, make it, make it as good as we can. Mm -hmm. And then if it's successful, great. If it's not successful, then either the creative sucked or... I don't know. Uh, you know.
0: I, I, I'd rather look at it in the rear view and analyze why it didn't work than try to over tinker in a pre-production, right. like, a, like a thousand yards down the road and try to figure out how to avoid pitfalls that aren't necessarily there. Uh, I just think that you work yourself into, you're solving problems that aren't problems and you're creating other problems and you're not solving, and, like you're not solving the right things. And it just slows the process it down. It does. that. Yeah. That's true. And it boy, it makes it not fun. Yeah, <laughs> Boy, it makes it not Fun. Eric is bound
2: and determined to make sure that we make this stuff fun.
0: God, that's all I want to just because it- then
1: it doesn't come. It, it comes across in the final product. Yeah, it comes I totally, across I totally when, agree. Like if, totally if, if, agree. if if we had a fucking. Hour long ANMA meeting about KPIs this morning, I'd be sitting here like a fucking zombie. Like, I don't, oh, don't want to do this you right now. fucking
2: know. put a bullet in my yeah. head. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to go through a KPI meeting like right. that right. ever and, again. And, yeah. and
0: that's why I think that. We, key
2: performance indicator. Yes. Yeah, sorry. In, in case you didn't know. Sorry. It's, it's, <laughs> that's not a roosty thing. That's an industry no, thing. No,
0: that's a uh, that's what it is to have a job. And yeah. uh, no, like, even when I worked outside of entertainment, that was the term. Uh, but uh, I think that finding the fun in stuff is, is super key to make you. Not burn out, yeah. And also, when it's like pulling the founder card, I think that you have something like that because you've been successful in how many four decades or something. I don't (laughs) don't remember. I don't remember how your math works. The founder
2: card, as it is, as it if it is, is ever ever manifests, it tends to manifest as Gus and I. Having a lot of historical knowledge, yeah. so that when they when a, a problem arises or a, an initiative arises or a thing they want to do, Gus and I can go, well, this is how it worked in 2008. This is what we did in 2012. Mm-hmm. We had this problem in 2014, and this is how we adjusted for it. And so I think it's less about like I, Gus and I are never going to pull up like a, a a red card in a meeting and go like, no, you know that's not possible. Yeah, it's not we're not soccer referees. Yeah, you're never going to institutional knowledge. It's, but I, we have exactly. a lot of historical institutional yeah. knowledge and I think that there that we are able to influence certain things at times mm-hmm. when appropriate.
0: Yeah, and and but we're not in charge. No, 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 not at all. And you guys are also like I don't want people to get the wrong idea about like the founders card being like a real thing like you would send an email and be like, "Hey, I this is my role and this is what I'm doing and that's the end of it and you need to get in line like that. Can Does you th- no. fucking
2: imagine Gus or I ever <laughs> speaking
0: to anybody like that? No. Oh my that's, god. But that's why we work together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I just wouldn't I just simply would not work with you if that's I, how you were. I we would work. hate
2: to be that person. Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah.
0: No, no, I would hate to be around them. Yeah. I just wouldn't work with them. Uh but it again, I think the founders thing is more like to be able to have a little bit of shelter from like having a show like Anmo where it is, we're going to go spend $13 on some cups of coffee and sort of do this fan service thing, because I don't know that you have a lot of that yeah. in other facets.
2: Yeah, for sure. sure. You get a lot of leeway. It's, I will say that. It's that. Like it, when you have three decades of hits mm-hmm. in under your belt, and you come to somebody and you say, I want to do this thing... I recognize it doesn't make sense on paper right now, but you be, trust lip, lip, me because let me yeah. do it. Yeah. Let, me make, let me work it. Give me 18 months and I'll make it make sense. Yeah. you get like I, we, that's, we have that, I would say, for sure. Yeah. yeah.
0: I and mean, we named a podcast that, for that comes that comes, <laughs> that comes from
2: 20-something years of busting our asses,, yeah. doing this day in and day out, and like that's the currency, like that's the currency that you accrue. Yeah, yeah for sure.
0: I think winning solves everything and having success over time. Uh, where you can have the historical knowledge, really, yeah. that to me is the founder's card more than going. I started this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't. Give a...
2: <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, fuck yeah you. I don't...
0: I've been working here for five years. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool. Uh... Well, if you want to send us uh, good questions like those, those are very good questions. Excellent. Questions. You can, and we have to get out of here. But uh, at Anima Podcast, Instagram and Twitter. Sorry, X. R slash uh, Anima <laughs> Podcast, a uh, subreddit we don't run. Check it out. Uh, also, you can subscribe to First, watch Face Off. Uh, check out all the Face Jam content we're putting out at facejampod.com. Face or face, fuck face pod.com also tune into the break show every t- Monday. turn into that's the break that's shows a, great that's a founder's card one right there yeah there you oh, go. yeah yep. Uh, yep. it's currently
2: the only live broadcast show in <laughs> your teeth and it doesn't need to be and <laughs> no, it's only broadcast live
1: to to appease me yep i think
0: pretty much uh and also uh stinky dragon a lot of great stuff coming out of stinky dragon go got go the, the puppet
1: show coming out in a couple yep. weeks
0: yep and uh new episodes guys thank you so much for listening to Anma. any any uh final words for these folks just win baby good morning gus